Welcome to the Resilience Podcast. I'm Kobe Greer. Trying to conceive a child can be a challenging time for some couples, leaving them feeling confused and anxious that they'll never become a parent. To speak about this sensitive subject, I have here with me Natalie Pickering. Welcome, Natalie. Thanks, Kobe. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Natalie is a natural fertility and women's health specialist and is the founder of the Create Conception 90-Day Fertility Program, where she practices at Perth Natural Medical Clinic. As a naturopath over the last 24 years, Natalie has supported couples who are struggling to conceive their baby, learn exactly what the obstacles to their combined fertility are, then guide them to overcome their obstacles using a system that works to reclaim their fertility and conceive, feeling calm, confident and in control. Natalie's mission is to educate, inspire, motivate and empower couples who are struggling to conceive. What she is really passionate about is empowering couples on their fertility journey, whatever shape it takes, and celebrating with them when they are holding their beautiful, healthy baby in their arms. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a beautiful job. I am so lucky. <laughs> I really am. I just, you know, every time I go to work, I, really, I get to meet uh, new women, new couples. I, you know, I'm lucky. Yes. I love what I do. It's, yes. It's a really emotional space and sometimes it's a challenging space. But um, invariably, we get to celebrate together when we get that pregnancy announcement and, you know, then we get to celebrate baby's arrival. So I just love it. Beautiful. Do you only work with women with fertility issues? No, definitely not. You know, this is a teamwork thing. You, You raise baby together, but you've got to get baby on the way together. And this is something that is... Um, you know, it's vastly unrecognised, the, the man's role and his um, ability to be active in overcoming conception difficulties and fertility issues. I was on the phone with um, some a couple this morning and we were reviewing some results. They've been on their fertility journey a long time. But when, um, you know, as I said, uh, as I we were wrapping up, she said, you know what, I just, we never knew about this side of things. We never knew that his um her hubby's role was um so important and that he could do something about his fertility issues he had problems with a low sperm count and and a very borderline um sperm morphology which is the quality the shape of the sperm and they'd never really uncovered that before so mm. it's absolutely men and women yeah oh. so what what factors do you think contribute um to the the rise in infertility nowadays. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's quite scary because it is an epidemic. Infertility is becoming an epidemic. I read something the other day indicating that, and this was Canadian research, but Canada and Australia do have a lot of similarities, that uh, fertility was reducing, they claimed, by between 5 and 7% every year, and that's absolutely frightening. That's massive, yeah. 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 And, you know, as much as we can feel real fear around a statistic like that, I think what's so important is to remind people that they can take back control, that um, there is so much that we can do. You know, returning to your question, why? Why is fertility becoming such an issue? Well, I think that there are three major um, areas
areas of concern. The first one is our environments. Our environments are not conducive to fertility, even if we just think about the chemical soup that we're living in. You know, first thing in the morning, we wake up hot in the shower, put makeup on, you know, dive into the um, our bathroom cabinets. We're we're exposed to a myriad of of toxins just in that first hour. And then we've got nutritional deficiencies because so many of us don't eat well enough. We maybe get the idea that because we're not popping down and getting Hungry Jacks and Kentucky Fried for dinner, that means we have a healthy diet. But unfortunately, it isn't as easy as that. So nutritional deficiency also causes issues with our fertility. And the last one is stress. Stress and the impact of fertility is absolutely enormous. Yeah, but again, it's we insidious, can, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I think again, the important thing is, we can manage this. We can take back control. You know, we can we can um, approach our fertility from a really empowered perspective rather than just a victim. Oh my gosh, you know, this is dreadful. That's dreadful. Poor me. It's okay. Well, I just need to find the right support. I need to find somebody who's going to tell me what can I do. How should I eat? How can I manage my stress better? And you know, what are the right things to put on the shopping list um, to reduce my toxin level? So I suppose you've just answered part of my next question is how do you support couples in um, for them to improve their fertility? Yeah. And is it about addressing those three key points that you just mentioned? Mm, yeah. Well, look, because I've been working with fertility for more than 20 years, I've been able to really um, refine the process. And so what I've actually created in the last couple of years is a process, the Create Conception Program, because we need to put together our um, our changes. We need to sequence out a journey to make to reset our fertility. Once that's done, we've got a new baseline. Then we need to build on with the building blocks, and that often is about the food that we eat, the nutritional supplementation that we choose, and it can be a real minefield if we don't know what we're doing. Mm. Once we've got those two things, then we move into really renewing our fertility by creating the best sperm, the best eggs, and a beautiful space for a little embryo to implant and then of course the terrain for a full-term healthy pregnancy so you know it's about identifying where a couple's obstacles are and really specifically identifying how we're going to what do we need to do to overcome the obstacles yeah and and is this through um blood testing or saliva testing or yeah Yeah, just to certainly so you know, if when I take on a new couple, what we do initially is we dive really deep into their health, their health history, and that will often mean reviewing blood tests they've already had done. But it often is about, well, you know, what hasn't been discovered yet? And I'll give a, a couple a list of the things that need to be discovered, and often that will be more blood tests. Sometimes we'll, um, we'll be examining ultrasounds and sometimes we need to discover more through scans. I often also, like you mentioned, I use saliva testing because it's such a fantastic way of discovering more about particularly a woman's cycle and her optimal, her hormonal balance. And it helps me to make a faster impact and, and a, a greater impact on hormone balance, yeah. Mm. Wow, okay. So as you say, you really... Um, tend to have a, a very holistic mm. approach to mm. fertility. Mm. It needs to be. Yeah, yeah. So 
what kind of results can um, couples expect? Yeah, it's a, it's to a see. big question, Apart isn't it? Baby, yeah, <laughs> that's baby. the ultimate number one. <laughs> um, you know, what I was able to do recently is put together statistics from the couples that I work with on the Career Conception Program. And what I am absolutely blown away with, it's better than I thought it was going to be, and that is that 65% of them conceived within the first four months. And we're talking about people who have massive obstacles when endometriosis and really low sperm count and polycystic ovaries. And, you know, most of these um, couples have been trying to conceive for two and three years already. That's very successful. yeah, Yeah, it is. It's awesome. And I think that... I um I you know that my mission is really to help people to know there's more that you can do. It's not just I'm on my own and I'm trying and I'm starting to feel quite desperate and quite fearful. It's either this or it's IVF. Well, you know what? There's a big disconnect there. There's so much more that people can do before they get to that space where they're so scared and and frustrated and overwhelmed. There is, there is help before you have to step into IVF, which is not our first choice mostly, but we're grateful for it if that's what we absolutely need. Okay. Yeah. Well, that would be incredibly hopeful mm. for a lot of couples to know that, okay, if they're not conceiving together, okay, I have to automatically jump to IVF, mm. knowing that there's, you know, uh, other opportunities of... Um, um, to explore. To explore, mm. yeah, their, their fertility issues. Mm-hmm. That's right. So what are your suggestions or advice that you would give women or couples who are struggling to fall pregnant? Yeah. Um, you need the right support. You know, that's where it comes down to. You need mm. somebody who's going to, to stand up for you and um, inspire and motivate you to find the obstacles, discover what's going wrong. You know, there's a term called unexplained infertility, and I disagree with that vehemently because there are always reasons why we can't conceive but what happens is a lot of the time there's just a bunch of small reasons for the woman maybe five percent here seven percent there ten percent there that she's not conceiving and there might be another three or four small issues on her hubby's side and so altogether that might reduce their likelihood of conception each month down by 70 percent you know so if we can dig deep and find what's going wrong then we can start to make the changes and the way I suggest that um, we start to tackle that is using diet as our medicine using um, correctly prescribed supplements I get fabulous results with herbal therapies and sometimes homeopathic therapies but it's about treating each couple as an individual you know there are remedies there and there's lots at the health food store and we can doctor google and take home a truckload of remedies but if they're not right and they're maybe the um, dosage is incorrect we can actually do more harm than good which is really distressing to think but um I, th- I think that's an important thing to to discuss. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And um, not all of our listeners um, are Perth-based. Mm. So do you see people 
who who don't live locally. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So we're so lucky now we can use platforms that allow us to consult really effectively online. And so you can really connect when you can see somebody, yep, they're on a computer screen, but, you know, we can overcome those little barriers. I see patients in Singapore and Tasmania and let alone just down in Bustleton or up in Darwin, you know, so we can definitely, uh, those women and couples who are not in um, city areas don't have to miss out on this support. Yeah. 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 So just to kind of wrap today up, Natalie, um, being the Resilient Podcast, Mm. um, what are three key messages you would like listeners to take away from our discussion? I think that we haven't really touched on the essence of stress and fertility yet, and that's a really important lesson, and that is to say, if you are um, coming up against fertility struggles and issues, it's taking longer than you thought it was going to take. We stress management is is really key, and I think that um, self care is right up there. It's very high um, in your priorities. That um, practicing gratitude and mindfulness will also help to manage the stress. And really importantly, is reaching out for help, reaching out and finding the right support, knowing that you're not alone. It's a really lonely journey, fertility. Not many, not many of us really like to share too much if we're struggling to conceive. There's a lot of um, stigma and so on still around it so it's lonely but Mm. there is really good support available and I think that you know I think resilience is very much about okay we get kicked down let's jump up dust ourselves off find the right support and move forward in our lives Mm. yeah Mm. absolutely and do you share those practices with yeah yeah that's a that's an important part of the practice um in the program that I run in week three, we talk a lot about stress and its impact, but more importantly, what can we do? Um, one of the things I like to share with, with my couples is this idea of what's called a fertility mindset reset. So we get up in the morning and uh, throw the curtains open, get a bit of sunshine in, which is important for re- resetting hormones each day, roll out a yoga mat or a blanket in your PJs, do a couple of yoga poses, and you don't have to be a yoga expert. You can jump on YouTube. And sit quietly, just in mindfulness, just focusing on your breathing, just for five minutes or so. And end with setting an intention for the day, an intention that's going to get you that much closer to your um, your determination in doing what it takes to get this baby on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. setting a positive intention is remarkably powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, beautiful. So when you talk about a 90-day, is it a set program like... Um, day one, there's this day two, that, that sort of... In some ways it's set. So what happens on the program is um, the patients, the couples get access to a portal and outcomes information, everything that they need in bite-sized portions. And every fortnight we then have a counselling coaching session which personalises the information because we all have different areas of focus and uh, difficulty so in some ways it's you know it's set out because it's sequenced in a way that I know that it works but then we personalize it to make sure that each individual and each couple is getting the support and the changes that they need to get that end goal which is the healthy bubby yeah 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 so it sounds very accessible Mm. and very available to Mm. Mm. well the um, as you say, with the 
access of technology. Yeah, that's right, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fantastic. So just to close that loop, when I mentioned about three take-home messages, one is about stress management. Yeah. What other two would you like people to mm, really... It's it's also about learning about your fertility because a lot of people are depending on apps these days and the apps are supposed to be telling us when we're fertile. Unfortunately, there are limits with the apps and I'm seeing a lot of people who are faithfully following when should I can when should I, when when are we fertile timing around that time but unfortunately they're not always correct so that's a big home is take home is to say we need to learn about our fertility apart from the apps so that's manage good our to stress know. yeah that's good to know learn more about our fertility when we're actually when the fertile window is open and then set the terrain ready for this baby ready to make great sperm and great, make great eggs and have a successful implantation and that's about removing the toxins in, internally and externally and providing the nutrition that we need to grow a healthy bub Mm. Yeah. That's wonderful, Natalie. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you.